Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So on today's episode, ladies, you're in for a real treat here. We have Krista Mayshore. She's actually been in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for 20 years, and she's personally sold over 2,200 homes and averages 100 homes a year. Uh, she's an author of many, many books and has really propelled multiple businesses to millions of dollars. And I think what you're going to get a lot from today's episode is we talk a lot about online marketing. We talk a lot about video uh, and it's just some great tips around the power of video and what it's doing to the audience. But I think what you'll most appreciate is her way of being and her thinking behind how she's building her marketing channels and how she's building her company. And we just get really real and authentic. So I think that's what you're going to get most out of today's episode. Yeah, the secret saw it's not content, it's something else. And you will have to listen to the episode to get what it is. But most important, she breaks down how you can really establish your authority, your presence, your expertise in your local market. And it's just, as always, taking one step further and moving the needle. So today's episode is all about digital marketing and how can you leverage that to grow your business. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes and key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we're on a very big mission to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And whatever balance means to you, right, Andressa? It is, isn't it? It's like different for every single woman. And we want to honor that. 
Yes. Yes. And we're all about being on this journey with you. And we so appreciate your time and energy. And we release episodes twice a week. And this wonderful episode, we have another fantastic woman to uh, bring on to, to share her journey and her expertise. I'm so excited, uh, selfishly so excited. To have all the questions I have are really just about me and getting my questions answered. <laughs> now. But Krista, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your time with us and sharing your knowledge with our, our community. So we really appreciate you being here. Oh, Andressa and Liz, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I love what you guys are doing. I love the name of your show. <laughs> That's a good episode on just how we came out with the name. We'll have to record a mini soda about that. That's a good, yeah, that's a good that story. Better than uh, the Cougars. Yes. Right? Which my brother-in-law said, I'm like, oh, there's no way uh, we're going to be calling our show the Cougars. <laughs> oh Tony. God, that's so funny. I know. I think it was after he had <laughs> like a couple of drinks. I'm like, no, we're not calling with that. I think he had a, one too many beers. No, I love my brother-in-law. He's actually <laughs> very supportive. I love you, Tony. He doesn't listen to this. That's okay. But anyway, so we're going to jump in uh, to Chris's story here in a moment and really get into some really neat things of what she has an amazing expertise around, as we talked about in the intro. But before we go there, we'd like to just get to connected to all of you. One, to thank you for all your energy and time and spending with us every week. And also just to share some sort of tip, something that's coming up for us, something that would be useful for you. Right, Andressa? Just quick little tip. So what I have for you uh, this week, it's my turn. We take turns. Me and Andres are very polite. We go back and forth. <laughs> but anyway, what I have for you today is I, I, I heard a very interesting statistic. We, um, we had Avery Carl, who he's been you know a big supporter of our community uh, around short-term rentals, vacation rentals, big, big, big investment strategy these days. And she said something interesting the other day. She said, the percentage of people investing in short-term rentals is 55% for women. I thought that was very telling wow. because if you looked at multifamily or if you looked at other, uh, you know, brackets or, or niches, if you will, in our business, it may not all be 55%. So I thought that was very telling and that was great to hear, quite honestly. I was like, oh, that's really, uh, you know, em- empowering. And why I say that, because so many people since COVID, the pandemic, uh, you know, short-term rentals, vacation rentals has just kind of skyrocketed the, the, the wanting of an investment investment in that arena. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out. She, um, she just, uh, wrote a book for bigger pockets who publishes our, our wonderful podcast here. Um, it's called uh, short-term rental, long-term wealth, your guide to analyzing, buying and managing vacation rentals. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. She's been a, like I said, a great supporter. So check that out. You can get it on bigger pockets. You can get it also on her website, the shorttermshop.com. We have a bunch of um, webinars and, and Facebook lives we've done with her on a lot of neat topics around short-term rentals. So check it out on our, our Facebook community too. Just, you know, free half hour to an hour sessions we've had recently. So check that out too. But she's a wealth of knowledge and let's keep increasing that 55%. So I like that a lot. So uh, without further ado, um, Chris, I just wanted to, uh, you know, again, thank you for your time. We always like to ask our um the woman that we interview, really, you know, what propelled them to get involved in in, in investing in in, in your in your world? Um, so you're going to be coming at it from you know more as an entrepreneur and as a digital marketer, and that's what so excited to have you on here because it's so important for investors. What propelled you to you know to start your business to to jump into um, what you're doing now? Like what what did it for you to kind of take on all the work you've been doing and grow literally significantly? You know, I, well, I used to be a real estate agent. So I, I sold real estate for 
over 20 years. And so that was kind of how I got into the investing side. And, um, you know, my first year I had my, my first husband, I'm married for the second time for for my final time, right. Uh, for many, many years now, but my first husband had an affair and I had just left my teaching job, my full-time teaching job to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I, and I thought I'll just play real estate and be a stay-at-home mom. Well, then the affair happened and I had to dive right in. Right. So, um, the first year I sold 69 homes, my first year in, in real estate. And then after, uh, and then I just kept on going, going up from there. I've averaged over hundred homes a year, every year since. So, but I realized like, okay, foreclosures happened and I was a heavy foreclosure agent. I worked for about 13 different asset management companies. And I realized I was making all these other people, all this money, like that I was selling them these homes for so, so affordable, but I wasn't investing in myself. So I made a commitment. I was going to buy one home a year. And so I started just purchasing, but I, I'm doing it the wrong way. I'm just going to be honest. I, I would, I like to pay cash for my home. So we've, we've paid cash for all of our, all of our rentals. And so that's, um, I'm not, you know, using the money the right way, if that makes sense, but it, it feels good for me. And so I'm happy with it, but that's kind of how it started for me. Wow. So looking back, oh my gosh, right. A lot of, lot of things happen in our personal lives that really like give us a nudge. <laughs> to, to get started, right? And I think that a lot of women can totally relate to that. Myself is exactly, um, you know, different different shape form. But um, looking back, you started in, in, in real estate. How did you differentiate yourself from others? And I think that when we talk about digital marketing, the biggest challenge that women investors or, or realtors, women in real estate, the biggest challenge, in my opinion, is that how can I differentiate myself from others? Since we are all buying, selling basically the same product or service. Uh, so in terms of digital marketing, how women can uh, idealize digital marketing strategies to differentiate themselves? So that's a, that's a great question. So when the market got better, right? So my best year selling REOs, I had sold 169 REOs. And all of a sudden the market got better. So all of my asset management companies and, and um, banks that were giving me business, they, they all kind of like disappeared. It almost seemed like it was overnight. I went from doing 169 to 12, right? Mm-hmm. In a year. And I had two kids. It was a single mom. So I realized, oh my gosh, I've got to completely change the way I'm doing things. I went on a listing appointment and I lost it. And this is the exact same strategy that I now am utilizing that I'm going to talk to you about in my coaching business, which has helped me just, you know, just go crazy in, in coaching. And I was like, okay, I've just lost everything. Nobody knows me, right? No one knows me because I haven't, you, weren't, you don't market your homes as an REO agent. Like there's, you don't even have flyers made, right? Um, they were just selling so fast. And so I went on a listing appointment, didn't get it. And I said, you know, just curious, how come you didn't hire me? And they said, Krista, we loved you, but the last guy called you the foreclosure queen. And I realized that that's how I was known in the, in, or not known, right? But <clears throat> agents knew of me that way, but people in my community didn't know about me at all. So I realized I had to completely transform how I was marketing. So I started researching the Fortune 500 companies and how they do business. And they do utilize something called content marketing, which is basically giving information, giving value. I say serving, not selling. And so I came up with the term engagement marketing, which is basically... I thought, okay, I'm going to start engaging my community. I'm going to use utilize it through video. I'm going to market myself on social media sites because at that time, nobody was doing it. Nobody was marketing on Facebook, right? And so um, I just started learning how to run Facebook ads 
I started doing a horrible, horrible video, um, but I started doing video and I took that video and I would, I would distribute it out to the community. And um, before you did, I was up over a hundred homes again within a 12 month time frame, and none of them were, were short sales or foreclosures. So my goal was to have the community know me anytime they thought about real estate or the community, um, they, my name would come to mind. So that's how it all got started. <laughs> well, I want to talk about what you just said, right? Those are quote unquote, you, you mentioned like horrible videos. And I think that a lot of the women that are uh, listening right now, they're thinking, oh, that's horrible. Let me record it again and again and again. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, the day passed by and I couldn't come up with something quote unquote perfect in order to to get it out there. Um, and, I, and that's part number one of my question is how women can really gain that confidence and go there. And part number two of my question is, how can we not tie our emotion to the amount of likes or followers that we have? Okay, great question. So first of all, if you ask a thousand people, do you like doing video? Only two weird ones will say yes, right? Like weird no, ones. One, <laughs> no one likes doing video, especially when we're afraid of what we look like or what we, what, what we sound like. Are people going to like us? You know, we're we're just, we're just worried. I mean, I, I have this thing about my nose. I've got a big nose. And I always feel like, my God, my nose looks so big on video, you know, but And I, you know, you progress, not perfection. We need to be perfectly imperfect. People do not even like perfection, quite frankly. And so what I tell people is the quickest way for you to build your business, and I don't care what business that you're in, we're launching it, you know, this to local professionals. This works for investors, right? Even especially because when you start talking about what you're doing and then you can find off-market deals and, and these types of things, because believe it or not, there are so many people that do not want to list their home. That's the reason why foreclosure was so prevalent. People didn't want to list. They didn't believe it really happened, right? They And I, I always think like, how'd you get here? And they're like, I didn't want to deal with it. So there's so many deals out there, just like there were so many foreclosures. But if people don't know who to call or who can help them, but when you create video content, people get to know you. They they start to develop something called a parasocial relationship. What that means is they start to feel like they know you. Uh, it's just like they know people um, that they watch on television, right? Their, their movie theaters. It's There's a thing, it's called a parasocial relationship. And people want to do business, especially when they're in duress with people that they know, like, and trust. So the best way to develop a relationship is by utilizing video because the person on the other side of the screen is literally getting to know you, right? So then you can break down their barriers in a good way, make them feel more comfortable, let them let them know your intention. And, you know, like I, I when I was in real estate, Anytime I go on a listing appointment, a lot of times I was interviewing, they were interviewing multiple agents, right? Other top producers. And I would get it like, honestly, like 99% or more of the time because they were seeing me on social media. They were watching my video content. They were binging me and they already made up their choice before I even got there that they were probably going to hire me. Now, as long as once I got there, I, I really just knocked their socks off. It was kind of in the bag, you know, and things like commission and that kind of thing doesn't come up because we, we just show our value so much. So if, if I can tell you this, it's like when you go up to meet somebody, you can't put a bag over your head. That's what you look like. That's what you sound like. You know, I've already made mistakes today just being on this thing. Hopefully that you guys don't want to kick me off already. You know, people are, <laughs> people are graceful and it's not easy. It just takes time and practice. And, you know, you can't get better or more comfortable until you start, right? You have to just start and and know that it's going to be okay. And, and it's the people that don't like you or that are unkind. So I, I don't remember where I learned this from, but it's, it's actually pretty cool. So it's like, there's hate, right? And then there's um, dislike and then there's um, uh, like, and then there's love. And then there's like, they don't know you at all. Okay. So what's worse, 
somebody hating you or them not knowing you at all. It's worse that they don't know you at all. Even if they hate you and they're being mean to you, right? They always say that you haven't really made it in life until you have haters. So yeah, yeah, so don't worry about that. But I mean, and, and research also shows that the more people start to see you, the more they like you. So if somebody doesn't like you originally, you'll start to wear on people. And if they don't, you you don't care because you're going to attract the people that do, which means that who the people that you work with are going to enjoy yourself more because you're attracting the right client avatar. Love that. I, you know, I think about video. I like video. That's probably my, you know, and I think some, not like love it. Like, I don't know. And sometimes I'm like, I was doing a run with Liz and I run, I run and then I record a video and Perfect I had to timing. get over the fact. You're that sweaty. And I'm sweaty. Tired. I'm gross. I'm Great. a hot mess. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm like, it's just very real. Yeah. But, you know, I think in a lot of ways, <laughs> I've had to get over that, but in a lot of ways with video, you do become more comfortable but I, I'm thinking about the women listening to this, and it's just so many successful women who are under the radar, right? You know, they're making things happen. They're buying this. They're doing that. They're like, they're just, women are extraordinary. I'm biased, of course. We run a women's organization, but women are extraordinary, and they have so much to give. They have so much to share, and 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 we really appreciate the fr- from one another, right? Our vulnerabilities and authenticity. How can the women listening to this, that just the thought of like going on that video is, is, is hard for them. They might be a little more introverted. They might be a little quieter, you know, talk to us a little bit about like, what can they do? How, what process can they go through to keep it simple enough? So they take that micro step, you know, they don't have to create like 19 videos, but tell me a little more about that for the women who are really just honestly, the thought of being on a video um, beyond just running and then taping yourself. Cause I got over that. Right. But I did it. For the women that aren't going to do it naturally, questions they can ask themselves or how can they set themselves up to take that step forward? They know video is so important, but they're just like, oh. So what, what are some of those initial questions they can ask themselves or just initial nudges they can give themselves? You said a couple of really good things. You said women are, they have so much to offer and they're, they're vulnerable and we have so much to give and we are naturally built that way, right? Most mm-hmm. women are. And so if you can, so I'm going to, I'm going to totally turn this around a little bit and you're, and you're, you'll see why at the end. So I, um, experienced some physical abuse as a child from, from, from my mom. And it's something that I didn't talk about for 48 years, 49 years, actually. And I was at a conference and they talked about, um, how your story can really, really help somebody and, and change lives. And I'm very close to my mom now. She's one of the few people that when I confronted her about it, she went to counseling with me and she's to this day still feels horrible, which I'm like, it's great. You did it. Cause it made me who I am. Right. But when I, when I went to that conference and I learned that, you know, how your story, like, like the real story, I told the story before about my divorce and how that affected me, but not like the, the story that really defined who I am. And when I came out, I, I just spoke twice, um, over 10,000 people in the past you know month. And I talked about my story and I will tell you that I had hundreds of people coming up to me and just saying like, literally not hundreds crying, but women crying, men crying, people telling me like, thank you so much. Like you helped me. Like I'm realizing that I've been being stuck because of this thing that I have, what, whether it be abuse or not. And just thank you for sharing your story. And it made a huge impact on people and helping them just get out of their stuff and make, make leeway in their life. If you can just understand that whatever your mission is that, that by, by having the vulnerability and the strength to actually get out there, 
and let people see like what it look like, you know, um, while you're, while you're, while you're jogging. Some of the best videos I do are when I'm getting ready in the morning, I have no makeup on and people are like, we love you that you are just so real and you don't care and you have no makeup on and you're here. And let me tell you something. I do not look, and I'm not being negative, but I look completely different with my makeup off. Like my face is super red and I, I'm, I don't like the way I look. And, but I still do it. And people appreciate that part of me more than anything else. Like the videos that I look like a hot mess, they're like, are the ones that get the most traction. So if you think about making an impact and, you know, it's really an attraction-based marketing. I mean, you know, I've been doing video content when I was a realtor for, I didn't, you know, I didn't do the normal things that agents do. I didn't have to work open houses. I didn't work weekends. I didn't work nights. I mean, people came to me and it was because they, it was an attraction. They were calling me. I was never calling them. I'm horrible about following up. If you want, and the people I work with usually I love, right? And it's the same with my real estate business. I mean, my sorry, my coaching business. Like we have grown in four years. We've done just under $20 million as a brand new company. Nobody knowing me in coaching, all from the video strategy, taking video content, putting it in, putting an ad spin behind it, putting it in front of people, making an, an impact, serving, not selling, just adding value. And it's like, I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm changing people's lives. And so if, if you put it more about, and people that are investing, in many cases, the person on the other side that needs their help, right, is not in the best place. And many people get taken advantage of. And so if you can think that you're, take it away from you and think about how you're helping, that that will help. That's one thing. And then another thing is, is like, do something that you love. Start creating videos around something like that you enjoy doing and that you're really good at and you excel at. It doesn't have to be about your business start creating video content about something that you really enjoy that we're passionate about. Because even if you're introverted, if you're enthusiastic about something, it shows, right? And I'm not, I'm, I'm extroverted and a video is even hard for me, even still after all these years. But um, I find that when I'm talking about something that I really am passionate about, it makes it a lot easier. So that's a really good tip. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. I like the term that you use, like coming out, right? From the standpoint that you know who you are and you're going to share that, right? You're not going to share your wounds. You're going to share the scars that made you who who, who you are. And I, I totally agree with you. Liz and I, 
were at Bigger Pockets Conference in, in New Orleans, and we were speaking to many different things. And it was a couple of things that happened there that was different for us. A lot of men came to us and initially right off the bat, they got very real with their own struggles, their vulnerability. It sounds to me, that's how I interpret it, that for us, us being vulnerable in front of them, thousands of people, right? We're sharing things over there. Allow them to be vulnerable as well and have the courage to share. It's like, wow, this is this is me here as well. I struggle with X, Y, and, and, and Z. And, and another thing that we experience in terms of like the hate, the, 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 the scale, right? Not every woman supports the community, which is very interesting to, to, to see it. And it still surprises me because to me, it's, it's a given why we created this, but it is not. For a lot of women, they are the oppressor and the victim at the same time, and they don't even know. So sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, uh, it hurts that. But when you get hate from other women, and then it's like, oh, okay. So I guess we're, we don't belong to the same tribe and, and that's, that's okay. But I will still share my story, my reality, and I will honor that reality as I honor yours. And I think that that's the, the common ground over here, that it's not that by sharing your story, you might make a, um, a standard statement that other women should do or should be, should feel certain way, shape or form. I, I love that you're like combining the coming out with a natural way for them to just be who they are and attract the people that will connect, naturally connect with them in a very specific and strategic way. You mentioned Facebook ads, you mentioned different social media. There's a ton of social media channels nowadays. And that in a nutshell, in a nutshell, it's so overwhelming for the women that are here and there, where can they focus? Or is, is there like a top two or top three channels that they can focus and in, in sharing themselves to other people? So I would recommend pick, choosing one channel and mastering it and doing it really, really well and being very consistent with it when there's so many different things and there's, you can easily get shiny object syndrome, but if you like 99% of my business is done from Facebook, right? I still believe it's the single best platform to market on um, there. It has the biggest audience. Um, obviously if you have a younger audience, Instagram is, is also great, but Facebook still, you know, in, in many cases. So depending on who your audience is, you want to look at, at that, their age range for investing. I'd say probably Facebook is the best one for that. You, um, that your audience would want to be on. It has the largest reach. Um, but again, if you're just right, putting content on your Facebook page or your personal page, or your business page, nobody is seeing it. You have to invest in getting exposure, right? So you can target certain uh, behaviors, target certain people. There are going to be certain um, guidelines because it is it is having to do with purchasing homes. And so with HUD being involved, you know, you have to be careful with that. But we've been able to work around it like easily, right? And still reach the masses. And so um, that's, that's my opinion, obviously, on it. And that's what I mainly teach. But the success that I've had has like 99% all been from Facebook advertising. I was just going to say, so on the Facebook advertising space, 
And then, but before that, were you, did you build a community? Did you really go all in on your business page or was it your personal page? Like what was that evolution? Or you, did you do both simultaneously where you were like, as you were saying, I love that term engagement marketing. It's even better than content marketing. Content in some ways is like static. It's like, yeah. I do this and it goes out versus really what we're all in the business of, right? Is engaging people. And that's what people want to be they want to be moved. They want to be in a relationship. They want to understand the ins and outs. They can Google, right, how to flip a house or how to buy a home or they, they can Google how to, what video equipment. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> they can Google that. What what camera? Like, just use your iPhone. Like, that's not what we're going to spend the time in. But I'm curious to hear your, 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 your strategy around that. So did you actually start a Facebook? Like, what was your first thing? Did you actually just start with ads? Was that your first step? Or did you do a couple of things before that? And then you evolved into ads or... I want to tell you this right because it's been a while now. So it's been four years that I started. So I created a group on Facebook, right? And then started running ads and driving traffic to get people to like the group and to join the group. Then started creating content within the group, but even more so started directly targeting my client avatar, which at the time was just real estate agents. So I would put ads in front of real estate agents. I put money behind it. So I just spoke on this at Funnel Hacking Live. It's like, what do you do before the funnel, right? Like people are loving, you know, loving driving traffic to your funnel or your website or wherever it might be, but you need to remember to date people before you actually want to get married, right? So <laughs> I would I would put content in front of them. So I don't I don't ever ask anybody to click or to download or to join until I first put in content that's engaging and helping them and adding value in front of them first. So the idea is to get people to know me, right? To break down their barriers, to see me as the authority, to develop a relationship with me and put content um, in front of people. Like for example, I'm launching to local professionals, but right now it's October. Okay. Our launch is in April. I'm not even having any call to actions until April. So that's November, December, January, February, March. We're spending five months just getting my audience to get to know me. Now, some people will say, well, Christian, that's expensive. It costs money. It does. But the thing about it is that once these people, now, once I start putting ads in front of them to actually convert them, they're so much more likely to convert. They'll stick with me longer and they'll they'll convert more easily. So at the initial time, it does take a little bit more cost, but the long-term results of it and the conversion and the marketing dollar in long-term will be so, so different, right? So you have to be willing sometimes for things to go down before they can come up, right? It needs to kind of hurt a little bit and hurt your pocketbook a little bit more so that it can grow drastically towards the end. Right. So basically converting like the cold lead to warm lead so they can become a hot, hot lead. I have a, as real estate investors, we always talk (laughs) about return on investment and in many times uh, return on marketing. It's, it's a, challenging to quantify or to to measure but it is it is it is possible not 100% guaranteed but there is possible so in, in terms of um investing in facebook ads for our regular investor that is looking to buy out of state houses or foreclosures or or anything like that and they have never done this before what would be the monthly budget that you will recommend them to get started with Facebook ads? And what is the conversion or uh, cost per client that you sh- you think it is an average or expected? Okay, so it's really impossible for anybody to ever answer that because every single every single type of business is different as far as conversions. But this is, and this is something that um, that I try to explain to people. So like, for example, last year, I have one ad that I ran and drove traffic to a funnel where I can show that 48 
transactions happen, seller transactions from that one ad and that one funnel. However, we did a lot more business than that. So when you start marketing like this, okay, and as time goes by and the momentum happens, it, it just starts to increase so much, right? So for example, when I first started, we'd spend maybe $10,000, you know, a month, which is a lot for most people. I get that. Just, just getting content out there. And I remember it was like the first few months we didn't do well. And then all of a sudden we made like $360,000. And then we did like, you know, within 11 months, we hit the million dollar mark, not a month, but we made a million dollars within 11 months. So it took us 11 months to make a million dollars. And then we did like three more million within like a five month time frame after that, right? Because it's just, it, it, it takes more time in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you just have massive results. Now, Last month, we didn't even spend $100,000 in Facebook ads. I think we did around 60. And we we did over just, sorry, we did $2,000 under $2 million in sales last month. So if you look at the ads, that is not typical and not normal. But what I'll tell you is, is that when I first started, right, four years ago, it took us like five months to really even start making any money. And now, and now if you just take what I started with 10,000 and let's just say now 60,000, it's just so different because of the momentum and the exposure and the more people are seeing me, right? However, the average person, usually if you're on a local, like if I'm going after local people, your budget will go so much further. So for example, if I spend $500 a month, which is, which is a good, really, really good starting range. Okay. And most people will, will start to increase that very quickly because they see the results. Okay. It does take a couple of months, but all of a sudden what we see, what we find is that people will ha- have a lot of trouble and they won't see the results until all of a sudden it's like, bam, everything just explodes. When you start having people recognize you and say, Hey, aren't you that person I see on Facebook? You know, it's working. And you'll notice that really, really quickly within a couple of weeks. And as you keep do- doing that and building trust, all of a sudden it's just like, it just hits. And the consistency factor of it, once it hits, it's like, it won't stop because you've, you, you, as long as you haven't stopped doing the work. But what do most people do? They'll do it in the beginning and then they'll, they, they don't stop. They stop. Mm-hmm. Or they'll do it and get busy and they'll stop. So they don't ever have the massive momentum. Just got a compound effect, right? Yes. Big time. Mm-hmm. So how important is it? Like, I think about so many different expertise, right? So you're, you know, let, let's take it on the, on, as, as an agent, right. You're, you're out there, you're out there building out and saying, you know, looking, looking for, um, sell properties, et cetera. And all the businesses you've started, I'm just thinking about the, the, the woman that's listening to this and go, now I have to like become an expert in Facebook ads, right. Or, or X, Y, and Z. And it, it that I think overwhelm sets in for people. And it's like, for some people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to know that. So are there, are there apps or there tools or there things you could leverage. I'm sure I know there's experts because we've, we've worked with them as well, but I'm, I'm just curious for someone getting started or really ramping up their digital marketing and putting money behind them, you know, themselves and, and what they're doing, you know, what, what are some, uh, you know, initial steps or even, you know, fourth or fifth steps that they can be doing that they don't have to figure it all out themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not make it like they're they're paying for the ads. Right. So, so they're balancing their budget, right. They don't have just like all this, all this, like, you know, uh, money to spend on both support and the actual ad. So yeah. curious to get your thoughts on that. So that, that's a great question, by the way. So, you know, Uber absolutely took over the taxis, right? Because they, there was a, they found a bigger, better way. Blockbuster, which dominated, got completely wiped out by Netflix <laughs> because it was a more effective way. There's so many different, there's the, the, the um, travel agent no longer exists, right? Because of Expedia and all these things. When you first learn something, it's usually a little bit more difficult. It takes a little bit more time, right? But one of my students says, it used to take me three hours to run an ad when I first learned. I was like, why the heck did I do this? Now she's like, now I can literally be watching a seminar, 
you know, talking to a friend and creating an ad in five minutes. And, and, and she has blown up her business from like a hundred homes a year to just under 300. Okay. I get that things are hard, but if we want a different result in our life, we need to be willing to put in the time and energy it takes. You know, one of the things that Alicia actually says, her husband, Bob, he says, we have to be willing to do the things right now that most people are not willing to do so that we don't have to do the things that others have to do later. So I get that things are hard, right? I get that things are difficult sometimes to learn, but once you learn, it's like riding a bike or baking cake or, you know, being happily married, you got to work at it. And then all of a sudden it happens and it's easier. So it might be hard in the beginning, but it'll be so much easier in the end. If, if that helps. And it's, it's, it's just like anything else. Like how much, how bad do you want it? Like, how bad do you want what you want? Right. Yeah. Um, is the question I ask. And, and that's the question everyone listening has to ask themselves. How bad do I want true change? And when I have that true change, what's that life going to, what's that going to look like for me? When the way you're feeling right now, many of you, right. I mean, the ups and downs of business, the anxiety, the stress that, that trickles down when you're stressed out, it affects your marriage. When your marriage is stressed out, it affects your, 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 your children. And then your children are upset that they kick the dog. And then it's this big, huge spiral. At what point are you, are you willing to say, you know what, I'm going to adapt my behavior, adjust what I'm doing, make some changes in my life. Um, you talked about balance and, and I laugh at that because I think balance is an amazing thing, but I think it's also almost, it's a really difficult thing to have. There are times in our life that, you know, we have to focus on other aspects. Sometimes it's business, right? Sometimes it's, it's, it's our marriage. About a year and a half ago in my marriage, but my husband is the most important thing to me in the world. A year and a half ago, my husband actually moved out for a couple of days and we were just like at odds. And I was like, what's going on? I had been working so much. I forgot to focus on my husband. So I put my focus back on my husband and my marriage. And, and within a few weeks, we were right back to being where we were at. And we have to be willing to do that sometimes, right? The, to say yes, when we should say yes. To say no, when we should say no. To focus on either our marriage or our business when it needs it. And if it's at a point where you need to focus on your business by talking to your partner and saying, hey, look, I need to put some focus here. So for the next month, I'm not going to be making dinner as much. Maybe we could eat out. Maybe we can you understand? Can you help support me on this? Not ask for permission, but ask for support, right? From your spouse. I think it goes a long way. I love that because many times we'll label ourselves as agents, as investors. At the, bo- the bottom line is that we are business owners and we need to treat it as such. And, and if we focus on freedom of time, right, how can we leverage our skill sets? And, and as, you, as you mentioned, say yes and, and say no. From a business standpoint, what are the things that have you done in your business that propel you to scale and grow, if you could share with us? So consistency is one huge thing, right? Uh, another thing is I've, I found for me that works is I like to get up in the morning. And the first thing that I do is I go to the gym, I work out. And the days that I don't work out, and I don't work out early, my day just does not go well. So I like to be up dressed and ready every day, with my workout complete and have drank a half a half a gallon of water by 8 a.m. I know that sounds crazy, but I find that my brain works better when I work out, when I drink a lot of water. So that's that's really important to me. And you know, I just I don't give up. And I failed plenty of times when, when Corona hit. You know, which has been what about March 18, 19 months ago, my coaching business was at, was at a, a six week burn rate. Okay, I didn't realize that we were spending as much as we were making. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did this, how do I even get here? I wasn't paying enough attention. I was trusting people. I take extreme ownership because it's my business, but I was trusting people and, and, and not realizing what was happening. And so I had to completely dive myself back into that aspect of the business. 
we just completely did a 360. I, I told the company, hey, we're not going down without a fight. We're going to thrive, not survive. We'll fix this. And we just changed what we were doing. And once we found what, what was working, this is going to really help a lot of you. Once we found what was working, we have found that the more that we stick to that thing and refine it and test it and just do that and not do a million other things, that is really truly when we have completely just exploded. We found something that worked really well. And I was relentless about studying it and just making it to continuing to get better and better. And there's been times we've made changes that that were wrong, right? Okay, let's not do that again. And just changing one thing at a time. So we have found that changing one thing at a time and seeing, testing how that one thing does is, is just been, has made so much of a difference. So, um, and I still sometimes have to remind myself that because like these, you know, I get shiny object syndrome mm-hmm. or I, yeah. I feel like, oh, oh, it's a challenge for me. I love to challenge myself, but I find that when I do that, it just takes my focus away from my, that my eye on the prize. So figure out what your prize is, what you're really, really good at, what you love doing, not just that you're good at and just go all in and just make it work because as long as you don't ever stop, you, 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 it's already working, right? You, even if you're making mistakes or you're failing, you're learning what, what's not working or what not to do. So, and I really believe that. Like, I don't just say that I really believe that people used to say fail forward. And I'd be like, what the heck does that mean? I didn't really get it. And I, until I really thought, what does that mean? And someone's like, Krista, and they explain it to me. And I'm like, okay, that's so true. <laughs> you know, so I love that. And it's so, it's so powerful because if you look at any successful business, they have a successful product or multiple products, right? And 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 you know, if you really said like to you know, uh, you know, when they started cars, you know, and they start putting cars together, and, and you said you know, Chrysler, and and you and you said to him, or you know, in this case, it's a man. Why don't you just you know try like fifty cars? Like they just literally built one, and then they kept testing it, and they kept perfecting their product. And if you take any successful entrepreneur, that's what they do. Yet so many times I feel like, you know, in the investing world or in this world of real estate, we attract a lot of people who are, they get, they get bored, they get kind of inundated with different ways of doing things. And I think, um, I always say, I say to people too, like I think about my tenure and like what I did wrong, not wrong, but what we could have done differently is go all in on one strategy, one niche. Yeah. I think there's so much power in that because you're, you're right. I think, the reason for it, and I think you said it so eloquently, Krista, is that you can study it and you can perfect it. And I know Andres and I are doing that, right? In, in our in our in our community and our membership and who the women we're serving. What do they need and want? And and how do we give that to them in a way that works? And we're not all things all women. We're we're, we're not in that business. Yeah. And um we gotta stop that, I think. In in somewhere I think society adds to that. I think it does. And uh, I think we have to put the laser focus on and just like you said, test it, try it, you know, tweak it. I love that. I love that visualization. And I think women can really get around that and, and go full circle to digital marketing and, and video and becoming a local trusted expert. Go all in on that. Try it, test it, see what's going on, what's coming up for you. This is not like a one and done, right? We don't record a video and go, that just got a million views and I'm if good, we I'm base, done. Can you believe if we base everything on our first episode list? We're yeah, like we 210. <laughs> we were like, oh, the first one was very cute. We 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 recorded, I think, five or 10 times. And, <laughs> and, and, and it was still not blessed. that great, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. In the beginning, you don't want people to be watching because you're not as good and you'll get better. But yeah, meaning it just takes one person you never know. You don't need a thousand people. You just need maybe five really good ones or two yep. really good ones, especially in investing. You're not looking for everyone. You're just looking for the one for that moment. And yep. 
you know, it does, it does, it, it gets easier. Everything gets easier. And I, I'll just say this, like stick to what you're doing. Like if you guys know Andressa and Liz that what, like, this is your thing, just stick to it. And, and just, you know, there's something to be said about niching. The more that your co- research shows, the more your content speaks directly to somebody, the more likely they're going to convert. Right. So the more that you're speaking directly to your avatar and you know, their, their wants, their needs, their fears, what keeps them up at night, their dreams, the more that your content, your value, right. Can help, can help them. And we have been relentless about, like, we are so obsessed with our customers and making sure that we give them results and we help them. We provide value. That has been another reason why we have been so successful because, you know, I've always said people before things and the things will come. We always put people before things. And if it's ever a question of, you know, ever a question of, is it the money or the person, the person will always win. And so therefore the money comes easily and frequently. I love that. If you don't know who your customers are today, ladies, really get refined. You know, and Justin and I literally just had a two-hour meeting this week, literally this week. And we were just talking about challenges, struggles, and just wanting to be of most service. And it's exactly what you're talking about. And then become obsessed to serve them. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great, great way to say it. I, I I think we're all in alignment with that, but I love that. Become obsessed. People get obsessed with a lot of things. It's not about you. It's yeah. not about you and on the video. It's not about you and you look sweaty, yeah. not sweaty. It's about who you're serving, right? Yeah. And and what you're trying to provide them. So I I, I love that. Sorry, so you we have got raving get- fans that way too. When you do that, you have raving fans. Like, you know, when you have raving fans, you don't have to sell as hard because they sell for you. And then and here's the thing too. You know, yesterday I did an event and there's a couple of times where people would be negative, but the people in the, that were there would be defending me and be like, oh, yeah, hey, oh, it's like, that's what happens when you do it the right way. So, yeah, you said earlier, what about the haters? The more you'll have more lovers than haters and the people that are haters are it's their own personal issue and self-loathing that makes them be so unkind. My daughter just said that they said that. And she said, she goes, you know, somebody was, was so mean to me, mom. And she goes, I just realized that, man, they must really have a bad life and they have to treat me so bad. And I said, that's exactly right. So just, just like, honestly, feel, feel, feel hurt for them and feel, cause that's really what it is. When people are that, you know, there's trolls that hide behind their computer because they're miserable and have nothing else to do. Just remind yourself of that and block them. <laughs> it's, it's that easy, you know? Yeah. Love that. Cause so, you know, you, you're sharing so many great pearls of wisdom here. So where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Uh, and thank with you. you again for having me. I, it was, this, this was really great. I love uh, this. It came totally different than I was expecting. So it was awesome. Um, it was like a mental cleansing, you know, so or <laughs> healthy cleansing, right? So um, my name's Krista Mayshore. It's M-A-S-H-O-R-E. And it's with a K for Krista. You can just go find me on my social channels. It's just Krista Mayshore, kristamayshore.com. You can look me up on Facebook or Instagram and um, just say hi. <laughs> awesome. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our final fabulous three questions. And the first one, Krista, is... What's the most transformational book you ever read? Think and Go Rich from Napoleon Hill. Great. Classic, right? Can go wrong with that. Second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? Pay it forward, uh, show gratitude, and focus on all the things that I'm doing right. Awesome. The last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? I love Oprah Winfrey. I, I just, I just think that she's come from very humble beginnings and I love that she's a woman of color and how, how she's just, it's like, here's a house and here's a house. And she's just so giving and um, she's very inspiring. Krista, thank you so much for being on. Appreciate you sharing your story and sharing 
not just strategies, because those are really important and helpful, but the thinking behind the strategies, the ways of being behind the strategies. Um, so appreciate you so much and appreciate you being on here today. And Jessica, Liz, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Krista. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.